Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at ADCES24.org. Hello, and welcome to the ADCES podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm Kirsten Yale, Research Manager at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Today, we're discussing the new competencies for diabetes care and education specialists and how to develop your own roadmap for success with Sandy Burke. Sandy, welcome back to the huddle. Hi, Kirsten. It's so good to be here. Well, and I love the opportunity to say welcome back. And you've been pretty busy this year. So the last time you joined us, we talked about the updates to the desk reference, and that was a really great conversation. This time, we're talking about the updates to the professional competencies, which is a, you know another pretty big overhaul. And both of these updates really reflect, I would say, the changes to the identity of the profession and the organization, which you, I know, have a lot of insight about. So pretty excited to hear that. Uh, But before we get started, I'd love for you to talk to our listeners, just give them some background about your profession and how it relates really to your work on the competencies. Okay. I've been involved in diabetes care and education for over 30 years now. I was very lucky in my professional career pretty early on to connect with an endocrine group that was very progressive. And I worked with that group for about 10 years uh, before I made a lateral move into nursing education and took diabetes education along with me. Uh, Everything I learned as a diabetes educator became important to me as a nurse educator as well. So I've been, even though I haven't been in full-time active clinical practice for a while, I've been in the educational side of things. I've over time, not recently, but over time was still involved in volunteer education and management and, uh, and really in training and education as well. So that's kind of my background in a nutshell. I've been an active volunteer since the early 90s. That culminated in a great experience when I served on the board of directors and ultimately as president of ADCES. So I've been very, very fortunate in finding a home in diabetes care and management. And, you know, I would say that serendipity is is just a marvelous thing. Uh, I started out volunteering at the national level by serving on the Professional Development Committee. It had a different name then, but that's what it was. And about the same time that I was serving as chair of that committee, work toward the guidelines and competencies began. So I was actually tapped to head up the first competencies work group. That work started, I think, in 2007, and the first competencies were published in 2009. Just to give a feel for history, there were 292 original competencies. Crazy, right? Totally crazy, especially knowing where we got them to this year. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with what are the competencies? 
I think that's a great jumping off point. Professional competencies encompass the knowledge, skills, and attributes that are aligned with the work we do. In a way, they provide a roadmap for the DCES. They help us to identify what we need to learn and to grow in our specialty. In practice, there is uh, some natural overlap for competencies, but as our listeners will read through the current competencies, they'll notice that they're organized, they're sorted into six specific domains. So what are these domains? The first domain, clinical management practice and integration, really drills down to the ability for the DCES to integrate knowledge and skills. And this kind of is predicated on a knowledge of pathophysiology, epidemiology, clinical management, self-management of diabetes and cardiometabolic conditions, doing all of that and translating it into clinical practice. So this is a big domain, but it encompasses a lot of the work that we do on a daily basis. Domain two, and this is part of the overlap, but domain two is about communication and advocacy. This is where the DCES actually advocates for and communicates about improved quality of care and outcomes for those living with, at risk for, and affected by diabetes and cardiometabolic conditions. But it also encompasses advocating for self and for the specialty. So advocacy and communication are very big pieces of professional competencies. Domain three is actually another big, some would say that the biggest of the domains as it is focused on person-centered care and education across the lifespan. So this is the crux of what we do. The DCES partners with individuals to deliver care and education conducive to behavior change and improved quality of life for self-management of diabetes and cardiometabolic conditions across the lifespan. Domain four is research and quality improvement. The DCES contributes to research and quality improvement activities and applies current research and evidence-based care to guide practice. As we look at those competencies, I think it's important for all of us to look at them with a, a very clear eye and say, yes, this is what I do. We need evidence to guide our practice. So research and quality improvement is certainly part of that evidence base. Domain five is systems-based practice. And this is really a new take on an old theme. Um, We have been saying for years that as diabetes care and education specialists, we need to be able to be better at applying business principles and using systems-based practices and population health management to support the achievement of the quadruple aim. For those of our listeners who don't remember, the quadruple aim is about reducing cost to achieve better outcomes, uh, population health, improved patient experience. And the quadruple part of the aim is actually improved work life for the healthcare provider. And we wrap it up with domain six, which is called professional practice. And here is where we identify competencies that identify how the DCS can engage in lifelong learning and serve as a role model of professionalism and professional behaviors. One big thing I think you're going to be talking about later on is the technology. And that's not really a competency here, but it's built 
throughout these competencies or these domains, right? It is. And technology, along with several other things, are part of the pillars of the ADCES vision. And as as a work group, we wanted to be sure we encompassed all of the pillars of the vision. Technology I want to say very particularly, we wanted to focus on technology because to call it out is to acknowledge the importance of it. We've never really done that before in our competencies. So we we wanted to pay particular attention to those competencies that were focused on technology and technology-based, not just behaviors, but skills and in some ways attitudes and how we approach technology. They all seem to be almost intertwined. It was a huge process. And the time for the revision was actually, I don't want to say it was tailored to this, but it occurred, again, serendipity being a very good thing. It was time for a revision, and we had just moved to uh, to the change in the title, away from diabetes educator to diabetes care and education specialist. So the timing could not have been better. And I was so fortunate, so blessed to be asked to co-chair the work group with Donna Ryan, who is, for anyone who knows her, is just a delight to work with. Donna and I had an amazing and diverse group of colleagues participating in, in the process. We actually used a very structured process called the Delphi Method. It's a research process. We used that purposefully because we wanted to be sure that the competencies that came out of the process were authentic, that they were real world. It was important to us that the pillars of the ADCES vision were integrated into the new document. And equally important was that we focused on using person-centered language. And to keep us on track with that, our work group actually included individuals with diabetes. It really was a great team. And and I think, like you said, with the whole profession changing and the name changing, you having that diverse team, these competencies, you can say they're research-based and they do catch the new identity of the organization. Maybe this is a good time to start thinking about or start sharing with the listeners how the competencies actually change because through this process, some really big changes did happen. They did. And as I move into that, I do want to explain a little bit more about the Delphi process because you alluded to the time that it took. This was a process that took nine months. And a Delphi process is an iterative process. So it's a very back and forth kind of thing. So we we worked as an individual work group. And then after we identified domains and identified original competencies, those original competencies were sent out to I think over a hundred different experts in the specialty. And we got that feedback in return. And the feedback was anonymous. It was from experts in the field. And the feedback was something that we were able to integrate into the final product. So it was a very robust methodology for creating these competencies. I think what the users of the competencies will notice right off the bat is that we made a transition away from levels of practice. In the past, in our competencies as diabetes educators, we felt the need to kind of distinguish between the non-specialist diabetes educator and the certified expert educator or advanced diabetes manager. And so originally we had five levels, then we had three levels. Now that we are known 
as diabetes care and education specialists, there really is no need for levels. These competencies are specific to and for the diabetes care and education specialist. I think that that really reflects how broad the profession is. And as it's growing, it's really growing exponentially. It's going to bring in a broader group of healthcare providers. But where the levels really did address some of the competencies for the paraprofessionals, we're starting to work on the competencies this fall for those, right? Yes. And that's a very important point to make is that we have not eliminated others from the work that we do. We have identified the importance of all providers, as as we always have in diabetes care and education. And the non-DCES competencies are in development or shortly will be in development. Uh, So those competencies, as well as the ones for paraprofessionals, non-diabetes care and education specialists, those will be forthcoming. Yeah, it just seems like a reflection of the changing times, you know, that they're not going away. They're just, it's broadening as the profession is broadening or the need, actually the needs of the population is broadening. And Cindy, I wanted to make sure before we move through here in our conversation, this Delphi process that you beautifully laid out for us, that's actually going to be in a paper that's going to be published in the Diabetes Educator along with the competency. So for those people that are interested in domain four, which is research, Uh, Maybe you want to take a peek at that paper, which really lays out the whole process that you talked us through. What can diabetes care and education specialists really use these competencies for? Well, first and foremost, as a self-assessment tool. So as someone who might be new to the specialty is coming on board, looking at the domain one and identifying all of the background information that is so the knowledge that is so important as a jumping off point. So identifying where to focus energies as a new educator. The people who are currently in practice and want to use these competencies for very useful purposes will use them for self-assessment also and identify where they need to grow. For example, domain four, they may very well be engaged in quality improvement activities, where they may very well be engaged in evidence-based practice protocols. And so they might need to look at these competencies and say, all right, well, what do I need to do to improve my skill base in research and quality improvement? That combined with looking at what kinds of educational programs and strategies there might be out of the association might be a very useful tool for the diabetes care and education specialist. Well, you know, sometimes I think, how many times do people say, you know, you say, okay, I'm a diabetes care and education specialist. And people say, well, what do you do? And well, this is like, you know, a list of 130 plus competencies or 130 plus things that a diabetes care and education specialist really specializes in. And it's at your fingertips. And that is a translational tool, right? To let the outside world know, like, this is what we can do. And this is how we can improve healthcare. It absolutely is. It's aspirational. It's translational. It's a very useful tool. We as healthcare providers in general are used to the need to create self-assessment tools, if you will. This is one way to go about doing that. So, you know, setting aside 
time as a new provider in the specialty, setting aside time at three, six, nine, 12 months as a seasoned provider, as a seasoned diabetes care and education specialist, at a minimum, you want to self-assess on an annual basis. But more often than that, if you notice that there are particular deficits in what's happening, you know, for example, population health is everything, right? I mean, telehealth. How many diabetes care and education specialists are now involved in telehealth because of what's happening external to the diabetes world, right? So we want to be sure that we have processes to identify those self-assessed educational needs. And I love that word aspirational you use. So aspiration along with a roadmap, you know, those two pieces can produce leaders. And kind of what you're talking about here with the population health and the health system, you know. I do too. I look at the competencies and identify the communication and advocacy competencies, the system-based competencies, the professionalism competencies. And I look at those and say, how many of these are we using on a daily basis to grow, not just as diabetes care and education specialists, but as unique sought-after leaders in our clinical practice arenas. What if you had a crystal ball to see into the future of diabetes care and education? What would you see? Well, I would see us moving out of traditional roles and see us moving into created environments. I think that the telehealth movement right now is huge. Primary care is ripe for a diabetes care and education specialist who is proficient with telehealth strategies. So, you know, as we think about moving into new or different or unique settings and opportunities, we can create those on our own. But, you know, it's not, um, what do they say? A goal without a plan is just a dream. Well, we're beyond dreaming. We really need to plan very meaningfully to do something different, to grow our practice into something better. So I think that we're pretty darn good at helping people identify SMART goals for self-management of diabetes. Why not develop SMART goals for self-management of clinical practice growth and move the specialty into the next new I don't know, the next new world. (laughs) Sandy, thank you so much for joining us today. And so this is your second time on the show. I hope you come on again. I'd be happy to, Kristen. Thanks, Sandy. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. The competencies for diabetes care and education specialists are your roadmap to professional growth. They act as a guide to demonstrate what your role could encompass and act as a source of aspiration for those new to the specialty. ADCES has developed a self-assessment worksheet to help you identify gaps in knowledge and skills to create SMART goals for your own career growth. To access this and other resources, visit diabeteseducator.org forward slash DCES competencies. Membership at ADCES gives you access to the education, networking, and resources to improve your practice and optimize outcomes for your clients. Find out what ADCES can do for you at diabeteseducator.org forward slash join. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not a substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.